I really want a partner. I really want a partner. And they've watched a lot of either like romantic comedies or anime. And when they go to try to like impose that on real life, it doesn't fit, right? Because it, it is made so up. Real. Hey guys, so today I am uh, uh, interviewing, I have a guest uh, obviously on these podcast shows, these Saturday Lives. I'm really enjoying these actually. So um, yeah, give a thumbs up if you're enjoying this type of kind of podcast episodes that I'm doing. They're really fun and I get to have awesome people on like Dr. Ali. And so this is Dr. Ali, this is my friend. Um, we've known each other for a little while now, maybe like, I don't know, six six months or so maybe, I think something yeah, I like think that. So. And, um, and and you're, she's super awesome. So, so Ali, do you want to kind of explain who you are and what you do? And then we'll get into some questions. Yeah, so I'm Allie, um, and I am a speech therapist and a behavior analyst. And then I used both of those things, and I went and got my doctorate, and I looked at the intricacies of dating on the autism spectrum. Um, and when I did that, I really looked, I interviewed a bunch of people on the spectrum about what was hard. And then I also journaled as a therapist on what like I thought people were going to say, but that there was a little bit of a mismatch, which was really helpful for me as a therapist to say, Oh, okay, just because I think something is hard doesn't mean the person that I'm working with actually wants to work on this. So now I have um, a private practice where I see um, teenage kids, we play a lot of Minecraft, we do a lot of social skills, social communication, and then adults who are interested in just forming more relationships, either romantic, business, friendship, um, just sort of those higher level social skills. Dude, that's so sick and this is one of the things that really kind of i i wanted you on my my, my channel and my my podcast because I, I was like whoa there's somebody who's got a phd in literary relationships and autism i mean this is one of the most sought after questions so like i have people all the time saying you know like asperger's and dating or autism and dating like you know does this work does it help so basically you know is there okay let me put this way what's the what's the kind of percentage would you say of people who uh, uh, are not in relationships but want to be in relationships on the spectrum. So would you say it's like a quite a low percentage or would you say it's a high percentage? Who want to be? Oh, high, very high. I, yeah. I think my focus group for research, I think was like 60 people. And there were two that didn't want to be in a relationship, but just at the moment, because they felt like they had too many responsibilities, like not that it wasn't something they wanted long-term. So yes, very high. Wow. That's super interesting. What would you say the most, um, the, the most common issue that autistic people have with relationships. Like when they come to you and they say like, you know, I want to date men and women or whatever. And uh, I have this issue. What's the biggest boundary that they come to you with? So it, some of them who have been in a relationship, unfortunately have gotten like burnt or taking advantage of, taken advantage of. So there's that. Um, I would also say the fear of rejection really comes in heavy. And then also there's, there's this mismatch of kind of like reality and expectation. So a lot of people grow up being like, I really want a partner. I really want a partner. And they've watched a lot of either like romantic comedies or anime. And when they go to try to like impose that on real life, it doesn't fit. Right. Cause it, it is made it's up. Real. So yeah. that kind of like, how do I even do this? What am I supposed to do? What are the rules? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah. That is a very interesting uh, concept because, like, there, there is no there is no rules of relationships. There, there are basically that it's a it's a partnership that grows and learns as you go. You know, so you you know each other 
you know briefly and then you kind of enter a relationship and then that relationship grows and you learn more about each other and then you know it can either blossom into something more romantic or it can just stay as a friendship relationship and i think um it's it's one of the most difficult parts like you hit the nail on the head there saying that like you know you see something on tv or on a comic and you almost you kind of absorb that which is why my accent is almost american it's kind of a little bit british american because like i i learned a lot of my lexicon and vocabulary from TV and a lot of TV is American, right? So um, a lot of how we behave in our day-to-day life, um, especially growing up when I was a lot younger, um, I, I took a lot of my characteristics and behaviors because I didn't know how to behave in front of people from, from movies like Star Wars and stuff. So I just like take on like Han Solo's kind of persona and do all that kind of stuff. People are like, what on earth is going on? I remember trying to um, joke with, with, with kids in school and I'd, I'd, I, was, well, I was really a big fan of Beetlejuice and I love Beetlejuice. So I, I kind of just thought, well, people are laughing at this part of Beetlejuice. So I'll just do this, this scene from Beetlejuice. And people are just like, what on earth are you doing? You know, I had no, I was like, but how does this not work? And so it, it's really funny that you, yeah, people will kind of adopt a script and, and, and see it as a scenario like, oh, this is this is how it should be. But in reality, it should be something that they create themselves. So how do you how do you combat that? Like, what do you say to them when they when they like? As, okay, I know it's a very difficult topic, and this your forte, and you know you spent years talking to these people. But you know, what, what's the typical process of trying to help someone in a situation? Well, the first thing you said about relationships, right, and wanting rules. So I've been trying to write a rule book, but because a person on the spectrum's brain, brain is typically black and white, right? Relationships are so gray because it's dependent yeah. and it's constantly flowing, Fluid, right? So right. I'll go to write a rule and then I realize I have like eight caveats underneath. So I'm like, is this even a rule at this point? I'm kind of, you know, there's some basic ones, but it's hard. Um, and then the, the helping to move past movies. So I do a lot of normalizing when I work with people. I am now happily engaged, but I dated for a long time and it was awful. So yeah. I do a lot of like, it's dating in reality can be kind of difficult. People, you know, not just on the spectrum, get rejected on apps and not to be pessimistic, but just to sort of say like, this is kind of how it is. And yeah. you are not, you know, doing something wrong necessarily. that's making this not happen for you. Yeah. I mean, it's just math, isn't it? I mean, you crank the yeah. numbers, you've got like 7 billion people on the planet. Yeah. You're trying to find one person. So you're going to have to ch- go through a lot of churn to, to figure out right. where you sit. Right. I think right. to me, it's, it's mathematics. There's a great app actually called Hickey, uh, which, um, I did it. Yeah, it's yes. great, isn't it? Right. Yeah. And the guy's from New York, I think. And he's such a cool dude. Like I, I had an, I, 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 I want to get him on the show. I should get him on the show actually and interview him. He's such a cool guy and he's really nice. And uh, we did a, a, a brand deal partnership on Instagram. It was kind of really, really cool. And we did a YouTube, uh, I think we did a blog post as well. And I kind of advertised that app because I was just so blown away by having a dating app specifically for people on the spectrum. And what really threw me, I was like, well, how do they regulate this? How do they, and they literally monitor it they have some guy that sits there and his sole purpose is to make sure everyone's genuine and nobody's taking advantage of. It's crazy. But I think it's another thing that a lot of apps have an issue with, especially when they grow to large sizes. Like how do you moderate that many individuals on an app? You know, you'd have a, a team for everyone who joins. You have like, you have like one person for every 10 members. It's it's nuts. But um, I think that app's really good. And it's a good insight to people who, who are feeling the same. That's what I found about it. Like, you know, you'll have someone on the spectrum and another person on the spectrum and they're looking for people and it kind of matches up. And then you can talk about like, you're both shy or you, you know, you, there is, there is light in that, but you know, what's funny about this is they are actually working with love on the spectrum season two, which is cool. 
are. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, wow, this is cool because you know, that was a good insight and a good window into it. And I think that like the two biggest things is making friends and uh, making friends and relationships and then having a job, right? They're the two biggest kind of areas that my audience always ask me questions about. And you guys watching right now, you'll sit there nodding and give the video a thumbs up if, if you agree. You know, finding a job for someone on the spectrum is difficult. And then finding a relationship, be it a friend's friendship relationship or a romantic relationship. Those are two difficult things. So do you have a lot of people who are just trying to make friendships who come to you and seek for advice? Yeah, I do. Um, I definitely do. I mean, so a lot of people that I'm working with are like mid twenties into thirties. So they definitely have maintained like a childhood friend of some kind. And then they have a lot of friends that they'll either game with or they'll do a, an activity with. Um, and I always say like, that's great. Some of them, I think, again, comparing to movies, want to have this group of like five best friends and we all ride around on bikes and like kind of like how everyone <laughs> And I'm like, most people don't have that though. Don't like, don't oh. put that pressure on yourself. Like if you're finding people to go do activities with and you have a consistent group to do that with, that's awesome. Um, and then the other thing going into romantic relationships is kind of what you were talking about. And this is why I did really like Love on the Spectrum. And this is why I also really like Hiki. He is such a nice guy. I talked to him once um, and I, I'm also from the East Coast and I was like, I, you're the best. Like he just gets yeah, he's it and cool. he cares so much. He really um, but so one of the things that I really like about that is that like people, um, you you want to be with someone that has a common interest, but also is gonna get you in some way. So like going for like a supermodel that works in Hollywood and like, I don't know, parties all night probably isn't a good match, but maybe someone who also has a little bit of ADHD and can totally understand when you're having a moment we're like, I can't pay. Like I flake out on my fiance sometimes. And I'm like, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm having like an ADHD moment, but you need someone who can empathize or know what that is and like gets it. Yeah. hundred percent. Like this is one of the things that I speak about a lot when I speak about relationships. Um, you know, I'm lucky that, I mean, I've friendships, right? I have, I have one best friend, like my best friend is my cousin and you know, we grew up together. So like, that's why we're best friends. Right. And he's cool. He's super creative. And, uh, and that's how we get along. We play music together and stuff. And, but, you know, in terms of romantic relationships, I've only ever had like three romantic relationships. One was like high school. Um, and then the other was um, when I was in college, but it's, it's not university, college is I think before you go to university in the UK anyway. And then, um, yeah, when I started when I started working and then I, I in the relationship I'm in now, you know, and uh, uh, the, the lucky thing is um, I'm Naomi, who I'm with now, she has a, uh, first honors degree in childhood studies and development and autism. So she, she comes from a background of understanding, but she also, uh, I think she has ADD as well. So she, she, uh, she has a lot of like anxiety issues. So it's kind of cool. You know, we, we, we kind of get along really well and we have, you know, we both flake at the same things, which is kind of fun. Um, and, and that's how we get along. I think that, you know, the reasons that those other relationships I was in didn't work out was because they didn't understand, you know, they, we, they didn't have that kind of interest. And you're absolutely right. The caliber of person you should go for, you have to think logically. Like, you can't be going after somebody who, yeah, is going to be, you know, going to parties and like doing crazy stuff all the time because they're just, that's, the, that's not your lifestyle. You know, you got to find something that fits exactly. your lifestyle. And that's what I, you know, the people who um, have been in a relationship, maybe been like burnt. I noticed a big pattern of trying to adjust to their partner's lifestyle or their partner's need. And the partner maybe have been even asking too much, right? Whereas a person on the spectrum, 
thrives on their schedule and knowing what's expected. And, and once that starts to get thrown continuously, that's not, you know, it's not a good feeling. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Um, I mean, yeah, I've had, Oh goodness me. I think I did, I date, I tried, well, I was kind of dating um, a girl um, before, before I met Naomi, just before I met Naomi. Uh, and uh, she was kind of like that person, you know, she, 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 she got with all her work friends and then, you know, she drink wine and do all this stuff and like to go to dinner parties. That is not my scene. Like that is not me at all. So that, that just never, that just did not work. It just fell apart straight away. And and you're thinking, and then you doubt yourself, you're like, did it, did it fall apart because I'm a weirdo? And it's not, it's just because you've got to find people who click with you and you've got to find people that kind of like, get you you know and you because i like i know a lot of people who are on the spectrum um like a friend of mine patrick his wife uh he he met because like gamers are both like obsessed gamers like i think he works uh with games like he he reviews games and so he met his wife because they're gamers you know and that's cool because that makes sense so i think it is there is that much about it but um but talking about like education and stuff ali was awesome enough to sit my course which is called inside autism so this is super exclusive guys the course is uh currently in its uh its beta test and it will be available within a month or so but you can actually i think you can go to uh my site now and sign up for the pre-reg uh which is love uh, learnautism.net you can go there now and read about it and you go on the pre-reg uh waiting list so when the course is available you get notified but uh ali was awesome enough to say yeah i'll take the course i'll check it out and i wanted to feedback so ali you took the course inside autism so from from your perspective like what would you say if someone said to you like well, what's the course about what would you say to them i mean so to me it was talking about autism from a person with autism like there were times where you were saying things where i'm like oh yeah i teach that but you just said it's so much easier to break down like you really you talk about it in a very simple but effective way like the way that you bring up um you talk about sensory diet right and making sure that your sensory system is in line you know i've heard an occupational therapist talk about that and i get it and i think it's amazing you just broke it down in a way of hey this is how it worked for me this is exactly what i do here's some other recommendations and i just think it's so valuable for especially parents of kids on the spectrum they don't have you know, hours to sit through like research articles like I do, right? Like they don't, they don't yeah. want to do that. that was, like, yeah. 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 And even an adult on the spectrum, you know, they're, they're going to work through their day. Again, they don't want to sit and read. There's plenty of books that, you know, have other information like this, but you really break down, Hey, this works for me. Like I remember one sentence you said, you were like, um, a pause in conversation is when you can start talking. And I was like, yeah, that's so simple and so true. But I feel like a lot of times that gets, um, there's like we add as therapists or whoever, we add in all these other layers, but it really is like, and then go. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. But, um, and it was really funny, uh, you know, so for anybody watching right now and listening, I created this course to be uh, a course that people who were on the spectrum could take and people who are parents or, or carers of people on the spectrum or even therapists could take this course to learn more about it. Because what I wanted to do was show the inside of autism, right? That was the idea of, of this course. So how do you feel it was portrayed? Like, you know, you took the course. How did you feel as a therapist watching this? Like, did you think that you know, it was well balanced. Or did you think that it was more for like parents or, or for people on the spectrum? Like, what were your thoughts? No, I, I and we, you and I had talked off camera and I did say like, yeah. you beautifully talked to three audiences, which I think is really hard to do, to be talking <laughs> to parents, people on the spectrum and therapists. So as a therapist, again, you know, I 
got a doctorate in this, right? So I like, you know, tout myself as being pretty well versed. Yeah. But when you sort of go over concepts that I already talk about, but again, in a much more manageable way was so helpful. Like I've been implementing it now into what I'm doing with the people I work with and it's clicking better. So I think even for therapists, it's a really nice add-on to probably what they're already doing. Dude, that's that's crazy good to know. And and you know the reason that there's a, there's a secret behind how I did it and it's very simple and you can take this one. Um, and anybody watching this, uh, so the average uh, understanding age of a person is three years old. So we understand things on a perspective of someone who's three years old. So you might be thinking, oh my goodness. And that goes to anybody who demands how, how big your, your intelligence quota is or how many doctorates you've got. And it's simply this, when you read like news headlines and stuff like that, it says like man dies in car. It doesn't yeah. tell you much more than that, right? But that's like a child's book, like a three-year-old's book, right? Would say that. But that's how we as, as a society digest information because it's easier to understand. So when I was making this course, I was like, I have to explain this so anybody can get it and say, oh yeah, I understand that information. Because when you when you start layering on complex like notions and characteristics, then you go, oh yeah, I'm lost already, you know? It becomes this like encyclopedia or something, and and I think that that's a lot. I've seen a lot of autism kind of related courses um, that are a little bit smaller than mine, and they they just it just overcomplicate things. And they go through references and they show screenshots of like journals. And I'm thinking, what? Nobody cares about this stuff. They just want to be able to go. Can I take this into practical advice and can I use it? So that was my question. Could did would you say that the course gives you practical advice? Yeah, like I. Here, just like one sentence things that I've been applying. So yes, like um, everything was very, it's actionable. Like you explain it and then you're like, here is something you can directly do to now use this. So yeah, yeah. Cool. extremely valuable. Excellent. So how, how, so here's another thing, how, I know a lot of people when, when I say like, oh, I've launched the course, people say like, oh, I'm not very technically minded. How easy did you find the, okay, apart from the fact that we had a bit of issues getting your account set up because that was because it was a beta test. But yeah. in terms of once we had your account set up, how easy did you find the flow of the actual tech of the course? Extremely easy. And I am not technically minded. I actually <laughs> work with someone on the spectrum and he does all of my tech and all of my because I just I'm not I can't so, so, <laughs> yeah. okay good that was one of my biggest concerns I didn't want parents and grandparents to think like oh my goodness you know I I can literally go on Facebook on my iPad or go on, on YouTube and watch dance videos but you know I wouldn't be able to use this but uh, I tried to make it as super easy as possible like tech friendly and like you just literally sign up um and so if, if you were to um if you were to sum it up like you know what would be what parts were the most kind of like like mind-blowing parts like those parts in that you thought were like really valuable because what i tried to do was put stuff in this course that people don't even talk about people are not even talking about this stuff right and so i just wanted to know did you have a, 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 something that you learned from this that you think like holy smokes i've got a phd and i didn't even know this so i think sorry i want to make a joke this keeps reminding me of like a blues clue like my handy dandy blue note <laughs> <laughs> um, <but> like <laughs> i mean so you compared how someone on the spectrum might feel out in putting in um like uh, working on their sensory system like it's like jet lag and like that really sat with me like i was like whoa because you know youtube videos where they try to show what it's like for a person with adhd at the mall i don't know if you've ever seen that one but they like i have i have but that to me like jet lag's awful so like to, <laughs> to that was just such a good comparison and then 
Um, you also talked about, and I think this is so, so I'll say add value to the conversation. And you said it's important to be helpful. Again, that's just a much easier way of saying like, people want to be around people that are gonna help them or that are adding something that they're interested in, right? As opposed to maybe just talking about straight facts, if you can, and you also were saying, that's a really nice way to even start a conversation with someone like, oh, I can pick that up for you or let me help you with that. It's just a nice opening. And again, I think that's a strategy that to me, I was kind of like, oh yeah, duh, but I'm not <laughs> teaching it. So, sure. you know, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of uh, the uh, the course kind of like focuses on um, a lot of different things. It goes from relationships to making friends to work life, you know, um, and and trying to get your kids to follow tasks, trying to, you know, to gauge to follow tasks and all those kind of things. And so um, it was really fun to try and put that together. I think that was that was a difficult task to try and put it together in a in a manner where you could understand what I was saying without it being too kind of like basic. Right. Um, so I'm glad that you I'm glad that you enjoyed my terminology, because that was something that I was kind of uh, uh, scared about. But but um, yeah, I mean, if this is super cool, I love the fact that you took a course. I think you are the first person ever to take the course on beta. I don't think I realized. So, that oh, wow yeah. okay cool. so like we've so uh, you know a few people helped me with the course i think it's seven hours i think roughly yeah, i think it's about seven right. hours um and the cool thing is like you could take it you could either sit there for seven hours do it in one sitting um or you could just like literally take take it you know and then log back in and whatever and you could go back on now actually i think you can just log in anytime you want and review it right but there was also some download documents did you get those as well i think there were some downloads that go with it I mean, some yeah i'm trying to remember right now i know one of them was um a letter to be able to ask for accommodation yes. in some way which again right. super helpful you did also talk about this too just the you know the advocacy component that needs to come with on the spectrum or as a parent ways that you can advocate yeah um, yeah, yeah. So yeah that was very helpful i actually have shared that with a few of the people i work yeah. with as well that's awesome yeah. because one of the things like I, I feel like a lot of the this is the reason I started the course right and and it's because I have so many parents come to me in desperation and they're like I need some help and and then you say to them okay you need to do all these things and they say oh my gosh you know I'm trying to look after this kid uh, you know I'm trying to run a house I have like two jobs um I'm also putting myself through college like how do I even how do I even begin to just do all these things so I say okay well look I've done it I've done it all for you you know I've made the templates that you just fill in the blanks to send it into the school or whatever and that was kind of one of the one of the main aims is I wanted to do all of the work. And like you said, like reading all those books, sitting through all those bloody lectures and getting all that stuff together, put it into a course and say, okay, look, I've extracted the stuff that's actually useful. Here you go, take it. And I hope that kind of came across. Yes, actually, you know what you did do and I didn't realize it till now. So like when I'm presenting or I'm talking or whatever, it's from a speech brain. It's from that like social communication brain. What you did was holistically talk about, hey, these are all the parts of a person with autism that are gonna be affected. This is how I would address each of them. I don't know if that really exists. There's a lot of like high level, this is what autism is, but then you normally a specialist kind of talks about their thing. Yeah. Yeah. And this is another yeah. thing. I don't know of any other autistic people who are running courses from autistic people like all of the courses i come across have been therapists and it's like well yeah. how how you know and this is one of the things that i <laughs> if you have a therapist telling you something about somebody that they don't have a condition of 
it's a bit weird, isn't it? It's like a guy telling a woman, like a man telling a woman all about the woman's female reproductive system and telling them all about the menstrual cycles. You're thinking, well, yeah, mate, I'm, you know, it'd be better come for a woman because she lives it day in, day out. So it's kind of like that, you know, I, 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 I found this huge issue where there was like, there was no, there was no, there was no autistic people putting this stuff out and I was like, I've got to do it. I've got to do it because the parents are just literally begging for this. So if anybody is interested and you want to be on that pre-launch list, um, you can go to learnautism.net right now and you can download uh, the free PDF book that I give away and then you can get yourself on the registration list. Um, and when the webinar is available and stuff like that, you can get onto the webinar because the first part of the course, the part that you didn't have access to, Ali, is I do a, uh, the first part of the course is free. We do like a, a three kind of, uh, uh, three issues uh, or three ways to improve life on, for, for people on the autism spectrum or for parents on the autism spectrum, right? And so I, I do that, that class for free. It's like a webinar. And so that is available. I'll send you a link for that because then you can you can get into that and watch that as well. Yeah. But I think you'll find that value in it. But I gave you straight into the juicy goods. And I could give you access to the class <laughs> straight away. So, um, but yeah, if anybody's interested in that, uh, leave a comment as well or send me an email if you can't find the website or anything like that. Um, Ali, has been super, super awesome. How do people find you if they want to talk to you more about stuff and what you do? Yeah, thank you. Um, so I am on Ali Arena Communications. That's my website. Or my Instagram is connecting with Ali and it's A-L-I for Ali. Yeah. Cool. So connecting with Ali. Awesome. I'll try and leave a link. If you can uh, text me your, uh, you know, socials and stuff like that, I'll put them into the description of this video as well so people can get into there. Um, but yeah, this was super fun. Uh, anybody listening on the podcast, um, I will uh, try and leave it in the uh, the show notes. So if you go to the whichever app you're using, listen to the show notes, there should be some hyperlinks in there. If not, um, everything will be on the askweworld.com because this will be turned into a blog as well. And in terms of uh, the course, you can definitely go to learnautism.net and check that out. Ali, thank you so much for uh, coming on today. Yeah, thank you so much. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already, please share this with anybody and everyone who you think can get some benefit from it. And also, I know a bunch of you guys who haven't already subscribed to this podcast, but listen, so please go over and subscribe to it now so you don't miss an episode. Also, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, it's at the Aspie World, the T-H-E Aspie, A-S-P-I-E, and then World, W-O-R-L-D. So the Aspie World. All right, guys, thanks.